coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. So what is an International City of Peace? An International City of Peace was created by Fred R. Ment to foster peace as a consensus value of cities of peace and villages and communities around the world. The mission is to network, encourage, document, and provide resources and information for leaders and organizations working to make peace values through their global cities of peace initiatives. The website for the International Cities of Peace is loaded with more than 300, I think we're up to almost 300 cities of peace. And I hope you'll take a look at International Cities of Peace. So without further ado, let's get right into our speakers today. I first chose to have Dennis Wong. He is a wonderful member of the International Cities for Peace board. He is the co-founder of the Rotary Action Group for Peace. He's a member of my Rotary E-Club of World Peace. In other words, you're hearing Dennis Peace Wong. If you go to the United <laughs> Nations, you'll probably find Dennis Wong doing some kind of work there because that's his passion, that peace begins with each of us. Dennis Wong, would you please give us a 10-minute overview of how you got involved with the International Cities for Peace and what is your vision? Thank you very much, uh, Barbara. Uh, First of all, I am a member of uh, UNA in uh, Southwest Connecticut. So I'm, I'm a member of the United Nations Association USA, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and also Rotarian and uh, also uh, part of the International City of Peace. Uh, first of all, I think, imagine, imagine, what would be your legacy, your gift, to the city, the community that you love. Think about it for a second. You might even, uh, you know, close your eyes and just kind of visualize. Uh, Barbara just mentioned, you know, visualize uh, coming into Santa Barbara and seeing some signage that says Santa Barbara, City of Peace, and. In fact, sometimes it, then if you have time, I don't know, sure, if you've got a chat box, you might even write out the city you're from and write out the city and underneath it, it says City of Peace. And it's amazing the fact that uh, the impact that it has on yourself and people who see it. And one of the things that, uh, again, uh, it's about leaving a gift to your city and being making your city a city of peace could be your gift, your legacy to the community that you love. How did it start? And this is one of the things that uh, I'm glad that Santa Barbara is moving forward. It started really, um, as, a, as Barbara mentioned, Fred Armet, who about 15 years ago, uh, co-founded the Dayton International Peace Museum. In fact, it's the only peace museum in the United States. Yes. Um, 
And he had done a lot of advocacy work, just like all of us have done, are doing, and will be doing. So it's basically, and then uh, one of the local newspapers had an article about Fred and what he was doing and all the things he'd done for peace. And there was the newspaper that said, you know, what Fred had done is really made Dayton a city of peace. And Fred, being a good businessman, ex-advertising man, marketing man, he says, that's it. We're a city of peace. So he formalized that idea and established, created Dayton as a city of peace. And it was the first city of peace. And from that, about 10 years ago, we have now over 300. And to be exact, I think 314 that will be announced this week. 314 in about 10 years. And again, it's really what Fred has done with Dayton and what other people are doing around the world is in addition to doing great work, is the fact that they're also leaving behind or establishing their city with something that is valuable to be a city of peace. So think about it. And, and this is what could be your legacy, your gift to your city and community forever. And the thing is, that, again, just imagine seeing the signs, seeing it on letterheads, whatever it is that you have, it really changes people's attitudes. It also part of, it becomes, I think, part of your persona, seeing it. It's also, in some ways, maybe even an obligation <laughs> in the fact that to, to really uh, live up to that particular thing. And, uh, and for, you know, people, I, I, when I give some uh, presentation things, there are some people in real estate, I said, who wouldn't want to live in a city of peace? And so maybe even your values, your home values will go up. <laughs> so it's really what I think it's so valuable to have an idea shared with your community and other people and who, who you are. And this is what uh, we all are, you know, as part of UNA, part of Rotary, part of the, you know, what we do. And basically, it's not necessarily doing anything new. It's really what you've already done, are doing, and plan to do. It's really, and so it's really just formalizing your activities and also then giving, getting uh, the benefits of what you're doing and getting the, the idea of City of Peace. So I think I encourage you to think about this, think about what you can give back to your city and establish this idea of City of Peace. Really, I, it's, uh, I'm gonna leave a lot of you know, time for really, it's uh, Brian Berman in Ohio and um, David um, Wick in Ashland who are really established really functioning and vibrant uh, programs in their particular city. And so, and then of course, what I like to do is at the three of us is really answer your questions. Really, it's about you, it's not about us. It's about you 
and our ability, and we're here to help you to establish and support and develop your cities of peace. So I thank Barbara for this opportunity. Uh, I really love this idea. Again, I think it's something that uh, it's treasured and makes a difference. It can make a big difference in your community. So thank you very much. Thank you, Dennis. And you know, it's a one page application. Uh, letter of intent is very short and it's very easy to do and we'll go back into that in a minute. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate you giving us time for our next speaker, Brian Berman. Brian Berman um, is the Ojai City of Peace. He is um, the, known internationally as a peace artist, Artists for Peace. He co-founded Awakening Peace with his wife, Lisa, and Fred Arment got the award and I got the award. And the, uh, the, uh, if you look at Brian Berman, Brian, wave your hand, and I'm going to go on speaker view. And he's going to, if you look closely at the back of his, um, what do you want to call it? You'll see this little, what is that over there? It's, tell us what it is, Brian, and start. Brian, you're on. Okay. Now Here we I am. Awakening. Now you can say it. Okay. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Barbara. Brian is the one who encouraged us to get started. And he sent us all the forms and they were so simple and easy. So Brian, please join us and tell us all about OHI. Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, so <clears throat> I'll also try to keep this brief so that uh, we can be uh, assisting any questions that come up. Um, 2000, well, firstly, uh, 1970, I became a yoga and meditation teacher. I recognized, especially during the war, that peace begins within me. I wasn't going to create world peace or even uh, peace in our country because, uh, you know, those powers that are generating war are much, much greater than my willpower or my ability to create change. And I learned very early on that I was the one responsible for my own state of peace. And so, as you see above my head, I have this uh, Teach Peace logo. And uh, that is really the basis, I feel, for um, the work that I do here in Ojai. Because when you teach somebody the ability for them to find peace within themselves, then that ripples out into the community. It affects their relationships right away. People say, what, what changed in you? And, and so um, this was um, really my main work for my entire adult life. And then in 2014, I just had this vision of cities of peace. And I started sharing that I wanted to create Ojai as a city of peace. And somebody had done a workshop with Fred Arment. And she says, well, we don't have to create a new nonprofit organization. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Let's just apply and be Ojai International City of Peace. So Ojai does have a long reputation. It had some amazing uh, peace builders and, and a tradition of honoring the United Nations uh, um, Peace Day, September 21st. 
uh, long tradition for that. And so we just began, you know, we, we, we went out on an event called Ojai Day with our clipboards. And we started just asking anybody on the street, would you want to live in a city of peace? Yes. Okay, why don't you sign our clipboard and uh, we'll let you know how it goes, right? And when we told Fred that we had collected all these signatures, he said, that's really great, but that's not necessary. Uh, and and you, don't, you don't have to uh, have there be a vote. It's really what you wanna bring into the world for peace. And if you want Ojai to be a city of peace, then just let us know what it is that you're committed to. And so we applied in uh, November of 2014, we became the 99th International City of Peace. And there was something very magical about that because if, as Barbara mentioned, I'm an artist for peace. I've been creating artwork that's peace oriented. And if you look to uh, my right, I guess it is, um, over there. <laughs> <laughs> that design is a design that came into uh, a meditation and I saw it as symbolizing the unity of humanity. It was like a, a sense that if people got that we're one humanity, then we would be more compassionate and respectful of others. But the reason, the basis of conflict is that we feel separate and we feel the other is the enemy or at fault. But with this one design, I felt like this is a symbol for our unity. This is a symbol for peace. And so I began to show it around town and people agreed that we needed a new symbol for our unity because most of the symbols, especially what people wear, identify with just one group. It might be a religion, it might be a sect, it might be, you know, what, whatever they identify with, or a Rotarian. Well, what about all the rest of the people in the world? Aren't they part of my human family? So how do we unify? And that's education. So uh, we do a lot of things here in the name of peace. And we do have signs like the sign there in blue. And as you see at the bottom, we are a nuclear free zone. And when I collaborated with Dr. Robert Dodge, who is the president of the Los Angeles chapter of uh, Physicians for Social Responsibility and part of the team that received the Nobel Prize for abolishing nuclear weapons. Um, he brought forward an initiative that our city council agreed to, which is we will divest from any of our uh, funds that are supporting the development or, or the creation of nuclear weapons. That's a big step. And so every sign as people enter when we have uh, 
you know, four different roads coming into Ojai, they all have this welcome sign that you're seeing. And just like Dennis says, what would, you know, just think about what that feels like to just know that you're entering a city of peace. Uh, this is very powerful for me, and, and this is really my legacy. I, I at one point, um, I'm, I'm not retired. I still make my living by my artwork primarily. And the point that I want to make is this is my legacy. I have decided that the rest of my life is focused on peace. And not that it is, um, it, it, it's like if, if one person through my interaction, through our education, through our, the, the different groups that we have, if one person makes that decision, that they really want to live in peace, then my life purpose is fulfilled. And I'm not a missionary, I'm not a zealot, but I am passionate about peace. So thank you, thank you so much for this invitation, Barbara. And thank you for agreeing when I asked you why not have Santa Barbara be a city of peace. And you're, you're taking it exponentially. I had a dream the other night. I was just laying in bed and I was thinking of all of the cities in this tri-county district, all of them. And it was like, I'm, I'm like in a dream and I'm thinking, oh yeah, Santa Paula, oh, Fillmore, Moore Park, you know, Oxnard, uh, uh, Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks, you know, these are all in Ventura County. And so, yeah, let's have it be a sweeping region. Let's do it. You know, okay. this is going to be recorded, and you know that, so that when we get up on our website, I will email all of you and start sharing this, because these are the experts that really understand the value of being a city of peace. Thank you so much, Brian. It was just, a, you just did a fabulous job of motivating us to even get more involved. Thank you. <laughs> and now I'm My going pleasure. to go to, you're welcome. We're going to now move into Ashland, Oregon. Ashland, Oregon. Um, there's such a history there, but David Wick has brought it and his wife, Irene Kai, I mean, his partner, have brought it into its own, I don't know what you want to call it, like a nucleus of joy, because they're not only a, a city of peace, they're, they have created a culture of peace. They work with Ambassador Chaudhry and created this culture of peace. And I think they're the only Ashland Culture of Peace Commission um, in the United States, so that might be a movement whose time has come too. Um, he's the director for the Pathways to Peace. He's my friend. He's also the president-elect of the Rotary E-Club of World Peace. All of you together make such an amazing statement. We are all peacemakers and together we're even stronger. So David Wick, take it away. Well, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here with you. And if you could also do the, uh, the screen share, and I'll, I'll go to it in a moment. Absolutely. Um, the, um, I, I've been involved in the focus on peace building uh, since, well, for most of my life, I'd say. But um, most specifically, around uh, 1980, involved with Pathways to Peace. And uh, Pathways was one of the very forerunners of the whole, even the language of peace building that didn't exist before that. And with the International Day of Peace, helping that to become uh, a reality, 
And um, so a lot of learning in the early days, and part of that was also a focus on the culture of peace. Um, and this predominantly had come from, uh, well, part of with the United Nations and UNESCO, and um, with Ambassador Tadre, Avon Madison was very involved with this. Uh, David Adams was very involved as a director in uh, UNESCO. And um, so I, most of my life was in the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area. When I moved up here to uh, be in uh, Ashland with Irene, this was in 2003, we brought, I brought along and really engaged the city in the International Days of Peace, which are wonderful, the great event, September 21. Um, but it's come and gone. A day, it's a wonderful day, but then on we go. And we started talking about how do we create this so it's sustained? What does sustained focus on peace building look like in this city? And I brought the whole idea of the culture of peace. Is really the foundation is there, you know, approaching that all parts of the community are parts of the culture of peace and culture of peace. And I'll just read this briefly to you. Um, this is from the uh, description background of the culture of peace. And uh, David Adams, he quoted, my experience and research have convinced me that the world is on the verge of the greatest change in human history. The transition from the culture of war that we have had for tens of thousands of years to a new culture, a culture of peace. And further on it says, and this from the UN, the culture of peace is a set of values, attitudes, traditions, and modes of behavior and ways of life. Cities are the real societal structures, uh, structural level where the culture piece rubber meets the road. The individual person is always the bottom line in peace and peace building daily choices, but it is the city that has the reach, authority, responsibility, and influence to set the positive tone and direction for so many people. So focusing on that, we created the Ashland Culture Peace Commission, which involved many people as uh, involved in this. We worked with the city uh, early on and around the culture of peace. And when we went to the mayor and the city council, they were saying, well, that's nice thing, but we do make sure the water is on and we do roads and make sure the sewer is running. And that's what the city does. And over time, they started to really see when we're talking about a culture piece, it's a quality of life, it's an it's a identity, it's a choice in behavior. And um, so then when I also along the way uh, knew of Fred Armit and the you know, International Cities of Peace, and just going ding ding, it just like absolutely makes sense for Ashland. And Ashland has a deep history actually going back to Native Americans at a place where Native Americans would come, put down their weapons to be in a place where they could come together and, and talk. Um, so we brought the whole idea of the uh, international cities of peace. So uh, Barbara, if I have the um, screen share, okay. Just hit the green button. Yeah. So I'm it says host disabled participant screen sharing. So please do it again. And, okay. And great, here we go.
And so I'll just go through this quickly. With, so Ashland on uh, May 16, 2017, became the 163rd um, International City of Peace. This is a uh, shot of uh, Ashland. It's a wonderful city, be looks beautiful, and it's got its issues. It's got its own internal challenges in, in many different uh, ways. But again, working with the city council and the mayor, uh, this was uh, on that May day when they approved becoming an international cities of peace. So we did it in the you know, a, a more uh, traditional way, getting their approval and then also having a proclamation becoming an international city of peace. And what we also did was to really celebrate this. So we had a city engagement where we had, rather than a ribbon cutting, we had a ribbon tying. And uh, where we had the city chamber of commerce and city council and rotary and and, you know, a lot of people come together to celebrate and really acknowledge becoming in the International City of Peace, which really was you know, a uh, wonderful experience for everybody. And uh, the National Council Peace Commission, we were the ones that you know, had that happen. So I'll stop the share. But one of the things that is um, important about this that I find is that as declaring a as a international city of peace, it also is an umbrella that supports peace building work. And when you want to be engaged with with different activities, and it can you know take many different forms, but it's part of the expression of or part of supporting being an international city of peace, being a city of peace. So it also gives support for peace building activities and helping people understand oh this is part of a bigger picture this is part of we're doing something wonderful and it also connects with this in the um uh network you have this international network where we're all you know supporting each other as a matter of fact in one of the situations with um our chief of police through fred connected with the uh, head of the police department in uh, nigeria and so he was they were talking about community policing so that was a real benefit so that was one of the direct um, opportunities that came about so that's i'll leave it at that but it is something that again is part of what we do with it how do we utilize this designation um because we're all in evolution we're all in growth and it's needed significantly as we know thank you very much Thank you, David. And I really appreciate what you said about the culture of peace, because it really is part of the United Nations, and you're a member of our UNA, and your UNA. So it's really important that we identify that. Now, I'm going to move over, and we're going to meet Fred Arment. I have a 30, maybe about a three-minute video of Fred Arment. And David, are you ready to share screen? Oh, uh, this is my other David, David, oh. my intern David. He's going <laughs> okay, to share the screen. And he's going to show us Fred Arment. Okay, David, take it away. Well, that was Fred. Now we might be able to hear him. Let's see. What International Cities of Peace It's creating beachheads inside places like 
Palestine. You know, there is a there's a city of peace in Palestine, and they have committed to democracy and lessening the violence and things like that. This is this is real peacemaking in a in an area of of war and hardship. Eighty nine percent of the world is just making a living and just taking care of our families. So what we need to do is create a tipping point so that people are aware of that. And so International Cities of Peace is a way to do that. And we are having, you know, uh, pretty good success. You know, we have, uh, as of next week, we'll have 311 uh, cities of peace in the world. And these are large, large cities. In Nanjing, they're changing the, the culture of their entire city. Beautiful, beautiful.